This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. Before we get into the episode, let's do some shop shout outs and some announcements. First of all, I love seeing y'all rocking your Coven of Rejects merch. It literally makes my heart so full. It seems like the things that are the most popular right now are the beanies. You guys are getting every tie-dye color of the Coven beanies, and it is making my heart so happy. If you are new here and you don't know, this podcast has an entire merch line. I've got candles, sweaters, shirts, sweatpants, blankets, mugs, beanies. I mean, there's all kinds of shit over on the Coven of Rejects website. You guys should go over there, take a look. Through the end of this month of February, if you use code COVEN23, you get 10% off of everything. And if you join the Patreon at any tier, you can watch today's interview and past interviews. Plus, you get monthly discounts on that merch. You get discounts on readings with me if you are interested in tarot or oracle readings, mediumship readings. There's all kinds of perks over on that Patreon site. There's also tons of additional content. So in addition to you getting bonus episodes and the full-length video episodes of interviews. You also get access to my additional content like true crime and witchcraft and witchcraft histories and the Dark Goddess educational series and so much more, including full-length episodes of Lick It Like a Lollipop podcast as well. That's all linked in the description wherever you are listening to this podcast. And then I have some shops that I am so blessed to be in connection with and share with you guys. The Other Side Spirit Shop owned by Kim Dunn is amazing. You guys are all sending me messages and pictures of your orders with Kim and it makes my heart so happy that you guys are resonating with her shop. Kim and I have partnered so she sends customized gift boxes out every single month or excuse me every single week when we have new podcast guests on everything is custom hand picked from her shop to each guest depending on what is meant for them and their spiritual craft what we kind of feel drawn to for them and it's always been perfect the guest has always loved it. I love the energy of Kim's shop. I appreciate everybody supporting her. And then, of course, we have Lost Trail Coffee, who's actually sponsoring our podcast. And I love drinking their coffee, but also incorporating it into my spell work. 
They have five different flavors. The flavors all range. My absolute favorite flavor is the Red Mountain Sumatra. It, I don't even know how to describe to you how fucking good it is. It's orgasmic. Your taste buds are going to be like, oh, yeah. So you just, <laughs> you just need to get it, okay? You can go to LostTrailCoffee.com and for 10% off, use code COR-POD at checkout. Here's what I want to say too. When you guys are supporting shops, I want you to not be thinking about, oh, but I can get this in a commercial shop for cheaper or whatever. People can mass produce things when they are putting them into big shops. Those are bigger companies who can afford to do things like that. It's really important to me supporting small businesses, people just starting, people growing their brand and really giving back that energy that they're giving out to the community. I'm really careful about the kinds of shops that I align with and that I shout out and that I put my name behind because I want to know that when you're going somewhere, you're consistently getting good energy and a good product from somebody and I don't want to put my name on something that I don't believe in. So when you guys hear me, whether it be these shops that I've already shouted out or different shops on the podcast that I say I align with, please go support them if you're able to and don't compare prices of handmade things or small business things to what you can get in commercial companies because you're doing a whole lot more with that dollar to somebody who is just starting out or who is putting their passion behind something and doing it small key as opposed to what that dollar means to a company that's already huge and growing and has mass amounts of business. The amount of you reaching out to me and wanting to do mentorship with me and signing up for mentorship has been absolutely fucking incredible. I am blown away and truly grateful for how many of you are trusting my opinion and guidance with things. What I have done is I have actually limited the mentorship tier on Patreon. Right now, it is currently maxed out. Um, But what I have done is I've opened up spots on the Crone tier. That's the $20 a month tier. And Members on the Crone tier get an email tarot and oracle reading from me every month, but also that is the first in line to be chosen from if a shadow queen spot opens for mentorship. So if somebody um, doesn't need mentorship anymore and they kind of go on and they blossom and they do their own thing and a spot becomes available then the people on the Crone tier on Patreon will get first access to being able to upgrade and do mentorship. So that's going to be something that is more limited right now. If you've been interested in doing mentorship, if we've been talking, you can join the Crone tier and I will make announcements on there as soon as mentorship tiers become available. And with all of those announcements being given away, we're going to be getting into today's episode with Jen Marie. I really vibed with Jen Marie's energy. I've actually interviewed her before, but we had some audio issues during and it was really 
overwhelming to edit and put everything together. And it actually made more sense when we were talking this time and we talked about this huge um, event that she has coming up, why we waited and we put off doing the podcast again and why I didn't air her episode and why this was the perfect timing. And something that I've really been resonating with is getting over this human construct of time and feeling the need to like make things happen in a certain way at a certain time the way that we want it. And I've really been being more lax with things and watching how things unfold in due time. So that's exactly what happened with Jen Marie's episode. She is going to be talking about this event. There's about a month for you guys to be able to buy tickets still if you are interested. So please sit back and enjoy the uh, energy shared between Jen Marie and I. Hello, Jen Marie. Welcome to Coven of Rejects. Good morning. Good morning. I really wanted to say welcome back because you and I have had a very long interview before, <laughs> um, but there were so many, like the audio, man, it was just, it wasn't video yet. And then we tried to do video and I couldn't put all the pieces together. So here we are for a redo months later and you have so many new things happening that I really think like it's a spirit led thing that now is when we connect. And so, um, what do you have? Like, how is your day going? What do you have going on this morning? <laughs> oh, this morning was just like a whole, it's like mom mode stuff and, uh, up like at seven o'clock this morning. And I went right into, I had a training session with uh, a friend of mine and that's helping me with public speaking actually which is so funny that I am in the position that I'm in and I have like no experience with public speaking <laughs> and it's just it's funny my whole life is so fucking weird right now but and then like I had to go to the doctor and get blood drawn and then stop at the pharmacy for my kid and then drop him off at work and then come back home and I couldn't find my phone because ADHD and then having to figure out how I can get someone to call my phone. <laughs> to, I mean, that happened. I found my phone literally like two minutes before, like before we interviewed. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I definitely had a moment though, because it was like, man, two years ago, I would be like fucking raging around my house, looking for my phone under this kind of like stress. And I was just like, huh, <laughs> it's moments like that, that you realize kind of how far you've come with like deconstructing social conditioning and relationship with emotions and stuff. I love you talking about that actually, because, um, I had this instance it was two weeks ago. It was when rent was due and they ended mm -hmm. up putting this additional charge on our rent. And I noticed in our lease that it had said like, after a year, if you haven't signed a new lease with us, it's a hundred dollars a month plus a hundred dollar fee. And I literally was like, no problem. I have this in my bank account right now. Like, yeah, it sucks, but like no problem. And I ended up paying it and called my mom and was talking to her. And she's like, well, excuse the fuck out of me because like, any other, you know, any other version of yourself, you would have been freaking out right now and raging and like mm -hmm. 
whatnot. And she goes, I think that you like mentoring people and helping them elevate their mindset is really like impacting you in the most positive way and helping your healing journey. And Mm -hmm. I know that for you, you're also like a mentor and a guider on so many things. And so I can imagine that you being in that mindset to consistently be redirecting to help others, it it all helps you in the end too, on your spiritual journey. Right. Absolutely. Um, It's interesting though, that, that you bring this up because like as healers, so witches are called to all kinds of different things, right? Um, But those that are called to healing, first of all, tend to have had like a really fucking crazy upbringing of some sort. Um, But they also tend to, especially like in the beginning of their like shadow work and deconstruction process and everything, they tend to fixate on helping others as a way of like subconsciously avoiding their own internal work. And yeah, it's so common. It's so common. And I can spot a healer within a few minutes of talking to them about their practice and about their life in general because of this. It's so common and completely understandable, again, because they've had often crazy upbringings and are deeply wounded themselves. And so they tend to, as it's this whole, it's that whole thing that our internal environment is so similar to our external environment. It's, it's a reflection of, mm-hmm. of what's going on. And we kind of subconsciously know that. And so there's like, oh, if I fix them, then it'll fix them. <laughs> right. But it's like opposite, you know, it it's, that's when you end up getting the, um, the people that are incredible healers, but don't practice what they preach, you know, that's when you get that happening. Um, so knowing that I have, and I, I had a mentor that, that was like, Hey, this is what's going on with you and helped me through that a, like a long time ago. And so it's been on this like forefront of my mind is that I don't want to be you know, that guy, I don't be the, the person that, that helps all these people, but my own internal experience and life is fucking chaos and like, right. And that I, and being the one that, you know, so obviously doesn't practice what they preach. I try this shit on myself first. (laughs) Well, and I think that, that, that there is like an importance to, between helping others to, heal yourself and then having healed yourself to a point that like now you can help others there really is a difference with that and I have had the experiences where I've gone and I've gotten a mentor on something because I love the way that they um that they use their gift right and then you start getting closer with them and and you're you're able to be in the bubble of energy a little bit and you're like oh wait I like the way that you outwardly show your gift, but I actually don't resonate with the unhealed energy that you're doing it from. And I think that that's an important thing for us to speak on because I encounter that a lot when, you know, especially like with the podcast and stuff, I come across so many different personalities and I follow everybody on their journeys. And there really is like an energy distinction between 
the purpose of somebody doing something. And I don't know about for you, but for me, I find myself like wanting to like reach out and help those people in ways because I'm like, oh, wait, like if you just like, if you tweaked this, if you worked on this shadow work, like I want to mentor the mentor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I, yes. And (laughs) yes. And yeah. Tell me. So my practice is is connection-based to the extreme and support-based to the extreme. I do not want to tell someone what they like should or shouldn't do or even offer advice like at all. I've I've gone I've trained so hard to keep myself from doing that yes. when I see or witness someone's like unhealed places, especially people that I care about, right? Um, To learn how to trust their guides, um, to ask the questions when they need to know, right? Um, Or I start by asking them questions and seeing where their guides take them. Uh, Does that make sense? I know. I think we're saying the same things in roundabout ways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that, that that's another thing that, that we as healers tend to do is like, we see this wounding and we're like, Ooh, I got this thing. I know exactly. I know exactly what you need. Right. Um, But that I have found is less empowering than asking special questions so that they can find their unhealed place because being able to hold them during finding that unhealed place to me goes a lot further than leading them there so that they can find those unhealed places themselves without me there guiding them right do you see the no I love it um Something that I, that I tend to do in conversations, whether like it's a like direct, you know, conversation with somebody that I'm mentoring or just somebody in general is I feel like I go, oh, so when, you know, especially if someone's talking about something that they're specifically going through and they're emotionally analyzing it, right. Mm -hmm. It's, do you think that you're feeling that way because of this? Or like, is it like, are you processing it this way? Or like, what is it that you're like, what's your actual like root of this right now that like you're Mm -hmm. processing through? Because if you're unhappy about it, well, like, what's that reason? Or if you're sad about it, well, like, what does that thing go back to? Mm -hmm. And that's something I've tried to like train myself out of like being that person. But I so like, I'm, um, how do you, we all think differently. Right. And I'm like Mm -hmm. a, a critical analyzer on things. And so for the way that I've worked on my healing journey and my shadow work is I need to understand what the root feeling cause and reason is of this. And that's how I evolve from it. And I do that in conversations. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is like, like literally what we do at the resource center is helping individuals, helping witches, unique witches find their process it's like, I call it building a relationship with their system 
um, and refer to, because, oh man, every tradition, every like religion, whatever out there has a way of describing this like internal relationship, but the way that makes sense for me, like I've tried doing like D and D and analogies and stuff with this too, which I'm playing with. And I have a pretty good D and D. Is that analogy. Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. <laughs> I've yes. never done Dungeons and Dragons. That's so cute. Oh my God. I don't have a total side quest on this. I don't have yeah. the patience and the like to to actually really really play but i have been on the fringes of a lot of games um i used to run community houses and so we would have like big gatherings and stuff like that totally side questing we can talk about we just need to hang out like i we do need to hang out i know i'm always like we just need to get on zoom we need to smoke a bowl we need to talk about life (laughs) (laughs) oh what was i seeing oh um helping Oh, I totally, totally. Your brain, your brain. Uh, so at the, at the resource center, um, this is what you guys focus on helping, which is individually your brain processes something in dungeons and dragons. Okay. So talking about your system and as a, witch, our system includes our physical body, Mm -hmm. our energetic body and our mind. And we are none of these things. We are the observer. We're you, our mind is how we process the information that our physical body and our energetic body are receiving. And bringing the goal being to bring the relationship together and in alignment so that you're not in resistance to any parts of your system so that you can actually have this like clear channel. And this clear knowing of what your path looks like. You can, you know what your body is trying to tell you. You know what your energetic body is trying to tell you. And you understand how your mind works so that you can actually live your life on purpose, right? That's like the whole goal. And there's a process to this and a lot of support for this process because it it's it takes a lot of repetition and support to relay these neural pathways and repair this relationship. Um, and it's hard to describe because it is this like whole thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I, um, what I, what I really appreciate about like us being able to have the conversations that we do and watching your content and things is that you do a very, um, a much bigger version of what I try to do with the way that I do mentorship and things like that. And the, the purpose and energy behind what we do is so similar. And I, that's what I really love is that it's, you know, very similar purposes with the way that we want people to feel and to be open to picking exactly what's right for them once they've worked on like being the healed version of themselves. And as you do your healing process, that's when you really figure out, well, if you are a witch, what type of witch are you and what types of things are you going to incorporate? And something else that I like about you is that you don't make people put labels on themselves to do something. It's not, it's not about that. It's about you learning the spiritual tools to just construct your craft. And in that is witchcraft or magic. Very. Yes. 
Yes. And <laughs> you're going to hear me <laughs> do this a lot because um, I'm like literally working with a mentor about this kind of like, uh, anyway, side quest. Um, I love side quests. We never have I to stay on topic. I am the queen of side quests and get my best work done on a good side quest. Uh, so... And this is why I'm getting a coach about this is it's very difficult to describe what it is that is happening and what we're doing at the resource center, because most of the people that we talk to do not have a frame of reference. They have no context because they haven't experienced something like what we're doing. And it is absolutely individualized. Everything is our whole intention is that we have this entire underground community of witches that are waiting for new brooms to come and seek any kind of help so that we can witness them and hold them through their healing and support them and help them learn how to interpret their lived experience through their own lens not the lens of their social conditioning and learning how to distinguish that difference and how to figure out what is the difference between a physical sensation, an emotion, and an energetic reading, right? Because who the fuck knows that? We're not taught that. And so a lot of us are running around thinking, oh my God, I'm having an anxiety attack or I'm I'm under attack by, you know, negative energy when- yeah their body is actually their system is trying to communicate with them and they don't know they don't they haven't established any kind of communication and so that's what we're doing at the resource center is providing programs and support groups and workshops all focused on you finding your individual connection to magic and sorting out what your personal calling is what is your path what is it that you're here to do and then support you in doing whatever the fuck that is and sometimes uh going through like the foundations program is the big program that we have because that's what addresses and opens the doors to everything else because we have to peel back that we have got to crack that layer of social conditioning that that those ideas of what is right, what is wrong, what is life, who am I, uh, how does all, we need to to peel back that shit so that you can actually breathe and actually see who you are and then build a practice based on that, right? Because if we don't deconstruct that social conditioning, um, which is from a dominion-based social construct, which is what we live in in the States and is any any colonized nation is under a dominion-based social construct. And so our minds through public school and through the workforce and everything else uh, were trained to be subservient and to depend on being told what to do and constantly work they we only know hierarchy we don't know any other kinds of structures and so what happens is they come out of like organized religion and go to witchcraft with that primed mind for subservience and they get caught up in cults and uh um 
I'm looking for the the right word, uh, or people trying to take advantage of them, yes. trying to create that like hierarchy and using spirituality as the the tool to keep people subservient to them. And so it's so important to just invest some time in deconstructing some of those ways that we were trained to be subservient so that we don't fall into that shit because we're again we're not taught like subtle power we're not taught any of this shit really like honestly something too that i think that in the witchcraft community right now that's fueling that like subservient energy is the pushing of deity work because deity work is like a beautiful thing once you are how do, I think that deity work is a beautiful thing and in all ways we all do that our own way but what I find is that new brooms or beginners or whatever that that come to me a lot of them are thinking like oh and I I've been you know I'm really interested in this and so I'm researching deities and I think that so-and-so is reaching out to me right this minute and whatever and a deity for me for witchcraft it's not supposed to be the relationship isn't like it is when you're going to church and you have God who like will smite you if you don't do those things right Mm -hmm. and so then when you have people coming directly from organized religion and then seeing this deity work and thinking that that's what they have to do then what ends up happening is we fuel this conversation and idea that working with deities means that you know you have to do this or they're going to get really mad and you're going to be scorned and then this is going to happen and I used to talk about that so much on the podcast because I wouldn't touch deity work. I didn't want to have anything to do with it because there's such a fear-based thing that I feel like stems from people coming from organized religion and then coming into this and not doing that spiritual healing first and replacing the God that they grew up with, with one of these other pantheons or these other gods, and then trying to build a practice around that. And you left one thing to do the same thing with a different God. Mm-hmm. Right. And they would or get goddess. the, right. Um, yes. Yep. Yeah. I was waiting for the before. and yes. Yeah. And. Yes. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just see the buffering sign. Well, there's so many different ways that I can take this is the thing. There's so many different ways Um, because there's the, um, yes, I see that happening. Yes. It's super obvious that they are often unknowingly just taking one uh, subservient uh, God serving Mm -hmm. faith and inserting another deity and that is their choice to do that and if that is what they feel called to do right now there's something in that for them right now even if it's they just need more contrast so that they can dig deeper and and see that truth for themselves but do you find that that would be that if there was education on their be- conversations where there were different relationships being shown and we talked oh, yeah. about those things more, maybe 
there would be a different option than them to feel like that's what they're called to because maybe it is that like not having examples of a healed right. practice. Right. And that is what I'm fucking hell bent on creating. Well, I've created not, I didn't create you fucking this. Created I didn't that. create this, but there's a community that is doing yeah. this and we are a global community that is doing this work. And then the bigger we get, the more resources we have to offer because we have more witches involved and witches are fucking powerful and can do all kinds of crazy shit. And we're doing all kinds of crazy shit together and have done again we've done that deep work so that we can authentically and sincerely connect and you you can't like you would said before you can feel the difference you can't just having a conversation with someone who has done this work who is able to actually like show up for you sincerely and can you imagine that as a resource coming out of uh, organized religion to be able to have a center that you can go to, to just like get your shit online and then go decide what you want to do with like your practice. And that's what, what we've done. And the, the only thing is that we haven't told anyone about it, but that's, that is a lot of what the spring convergence is, is a, Hey, this is who we are and we're doing this thing and we got a place for you if you want to like come play with us because we're doing some cool shit like, if you that's... want to come play with us because we're doing some weird shit right it's awesome <laughs> i love it can you um can you talk to me a little bit about that spring convergence and um i know you're going to salem correct yeah salem okay so give me details okay Okay. Do you, first of all, do you, are, do you like to dance? Do you like to dance? Yes. I prefer naked under the moonlight, but dancing right. is great. Okay. Um, do you like concerts, like dance parties, raves kinds of dancing? Are you a, I, I want to go and be around a bunch of people and get lost in the crowd and just move kind of dancing? Okay. Yes, I am. I also mm -hmm. am extremely sensitive to loud noises. So concerts are, I have, I, I've, I've always had a hard time with concerts and festivals because I, yeah, yes, I sense. love the dancing and the energy. The noise is loud and hurts my ears. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that almost side quest on that. That's a, <laughs> that's a, on the, the facility. Okay. So <laughs> You know the feeling you get. Like, do you sing? Yes. Were you in a choir? I was. You know the feeling you get when everyone just like fucking hits that note and just like nails it, and you're just like you are connected with everyone else yes. in that moment. Yes, that's what we're doing at the convergence is showing which is how to connect sincerely, energetically, for. And to raise energy. And so we're doing a workshop to share with uh, those who are wanting to attend what it is that we're going to be doing and how we're going to be doing this, right? Um, and how we're going to be doing this is a rave. We are going to have a ritual rave. Can you say that? 
ritual. Oh, ritual rave. Yeah. It's so hard to say. I'm seriously impressed that you were able to just bleh, because none of us. Have it's been years of speech it. therapy. Yeah, Denver. right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you have honed this craft because that is really fucking hard to say. Um, but yeah, we're having a ritual rave and we are going to raise energy as a community of witches for our workings for the year together through dance. I love it. So it, there is no, I'm not going to get up there and like preach or anything or tell anyone how to, um, how or what, as far as like, you know, have you been to a public ritual before? I have not. So can I, I want to tell you something, um, like be, uh, cause I'll just lose my train of thought, but (laughs) part of what I've always said about the podcast is that I wanted to end up making it a traveling visual podcast Mm -hmm. where I can go and I can do these experiences, right? Things like you're holding and other ceremonies and whatnot that a lot of people won't have the privilege to go and do because of finance or, you know, whatever they have going on. And I want to be able to show that on like Patreon and stuff where they can see that energy and witness it in a way that they wouldn't be able to otherwise. Right. We're going to live stream this. Fuck too. yeah, you are. I'll watch yeah, it. I'll be, we are. I'll be in attendance. Yeah. So um, I love group ritual. I love that connection. There's something about my system that like turns the fuck on when groups, when we're like in groups and in group ritual. And so I'm like, I cannot wait to bring this to the greater like witchcraft community if you're not like connected to the underground witchcraft community you don't get to do these group rituals and even if you are a lot of the underground witchcraft community is problematic and there it's problematic because they haven't done the decolonization work they haven't done the deconstruction work they haven't done the shadow work and that's the only access that a lot of us witches have because they came before us and they're the ones that are putting on these events and they're the ones that are that are doing things and there's it's not compatible with these new witches that are coming in also and so what we're doing is showing guys how to have a radically inclusive group ritual to where we're not forcing anyone to believe anything. We're not, we don't need to be thinking and being the same. And we don't use uh, gendered barriers on anything in, in what we do at the resource center. And so you guys get to actually meet, again, the, the witches that are involved there. And you get to have that Uh, You get to witness how far a witch can come in 12 months of work at the resource center. And I cannot wait for you guys to meet them. They're amazing. It's not just me. And I keep saying that, but it's not just me. There's so many of us. And the, I am wanting to introduce you guys to ritual movement arts. You can raise energy through movement and we are going to raise energy through dance. And we're having everyone bring a palm-sized heart stone 
no more oh, I love than it. that. And they're bringing that to the rave. And in the opening ceremony, these heart stones are going to be collected and brought to a center altar. And we will all collectively as a community be dancing around this altar all night and charging these stones. And then at the end of the rave, everyone gets to take one of these heart stones home with them that's charged for the year. So you can come back next year, bring it back with you and do that's it so beautiful. Right. You know what? I would really like to, um, after the podcast, I'd really like to talk to you and see what ways like I can lend my energy to what you have going on and what ways maybe I can connect with you because, because what you do is so much of what I've always envisioned being able to do with my energy and platform and whatnot. I would really love to just talk with you. And like I said, just see what ways I can lend my energy and what ways like I can learn and grow in the process too, because everything that the whole purpose of what you're wanting to do, I want to be a part of that. And I want to be able to use my voice and my energy to extend that. Cause I think it's beautiful and really important. And as you were talking about energy that goes into like, um, like the public rituals or things that are made public, it made me think of, of, um, I guess I have been to some public things, um, because here in Boise, Idaho, they put on what's called a goddess festival. And, um, I, I went to that this last year and, you know, everybody's talking about what a beautiful, you know, whatever it is. And while I was there, my energy was so exhausted. I, um, I got some business cards from various people. The only energy that I, how do I say this? I didn't not align with people's energy because of them personally. It was that the boost that they had set up and the things that they were doing were very like showy. And then when I would have conversations with them, there wasn't a lot of depth as to what they were doing. It was more of like, well, I came here and I look cute in my witchy outfit and I have merch. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I connected so much with this, um, this Reiki healer and I got her business card, um, or their business card, excuse me, let me correct myself. I got their business card and completely have lost it. And I was thinking recently about like, well, I don't want to go back to that goddess festival this year, but damn, I'd love to have their business card found their business card in my dresser where I look every single day and I'm taking these Reiki sessions, um, this summer. And I want to be able to learn how to physically help people with their energy too. And not just with the limited experience that I've had with that. Yeah. There's a lot of ways of doing that other than Reiki also. And I'm, what I love is that you are, I love it when witches explore their curiosity and are like, Hey, there's something here and lean into it. So well done, yo. That's awesome. (laughs) That's usually the hardest part is, is actually advocating for yourself and doing the thing. Um, because we're so quick to talk ourselves out of it. Like, Oh, I don't have like, I don't have, I can't afford it right now. Or it's, uh, what will, what will my mother think? Or, you know what I mean? And so 
I get that that oftentimes that comes with a little dangerous. And also, I love that your guides are like, hey, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> I, I honestly, um, when now that we're talking about it and I think about it and you mentioned like my guides and whatnot, I actually realized that had I reached out, had I had that card when I was thinking about having that card previously, I was in a much different place with my practice right then than I am now. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have had the, the time to be able to build the foundation that I've been building had I jumped myself into taking one other class at the moment or, right. you know? Yeah, totally. And um, this is something that we work on a lot at the resource center is trusting your guides, how to even do that, to trust your path. Because um, a lot of, I talk about the shift from the mundane perspective to the magical perspective, right? The mundane perspective, meaning that um, life is happening to you. And it's very much a, like, it's happening to me because I'm a bad person or I did something wrong or I'm broken in some way. And the magical perspective is um, that life is happening for you and it is unfolding and that you are not alone. You are, you have, you are so much more connected than you can possibly imagine. Like so much more connected than you can possibly imagine. And a practicing witch, even more so because you're doing it on purpose. And so learning kind of how that works and making that shift is like everything. It that's what you that feeling the difference um in interacting with someone in that that practices witchcraft but is still in a mundane perspective mm -hmm. to a a witch who has done that that perspective work and so yeah very cool i, I love, love it that. and something that i that i talk about too um and that's similar to your the mundane versus magical i think that a huge way to shift into that magical mindset is to not approach things with an energy of lack. Right. It's not, that's too much money for me to do that right now. Now you're thinking about, you're not going to have something for something else. Whereas you could shift that mindset and it could be, um, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this to get the money for that. And, you know, that's, this goes into to that conversation of manifestation and that manifesting right. it and saying, I'm going to get the $500 for that class. That's nice. Mm -hmm. What energy are you going to put behind that? And that's when you right. would, you create yourself a budget, you create yourself a savings, $5 a check, whatever. And that's how you manifested it because you spoke it and you put energy into it. And then you right. did the thing. Right. It's what I'm finding kind of funny. And it's so intuitive of you. It's cracking me up how. What am I doing? You don't even know that you're doing this. So foundations program again. Every month we're working on a different facet of like social conditioning or life as a witch in general. And we focus on it and spend the month doing exercises and really diving into it. And you keep bringing up like we do a whole month on manifestation we do a whole month on perspective work. We do a whole month on all of these things to, to like really hone in and because it's so important to understand how these dynamics work. 
And that's why I connect with you because right, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the other thing too, is the other thing that's kind of frustrating to me in for a long time. And I've, I've worked through a lot of this is that, um, we talk about, oh, this is how you manifest. Oh, this is, you need to have this like perspective. This is what needs to be done, but we're not, not, I don't feel like enough attention is put to why are we not doing it yet? Right. What's going on? Where, why isn't this already a thing? And that's where our attention needs to be, not in what we want or what we need to happen, but why isn't it here already? Because I play a part in my life and how am I playing, how am I involved with this block? What's going on here? And so addressing what are my beliefs about manifestation? Uh, What is my relationship with manifestation? Because a lot of us actually have things like fear of success. A lot of us have resistance to money. Like we hate money. I, took me a long time to work on that part of my relationship, but I was, I hated money. I lived in poverty most of my life. And money was always like problematic. And I had built this relationship that internally was very resistant to money. And as a witch, like my lived experience reflected that. And as soon as I brought my attention to my resistances to that particular kind of manifestation, that's when it actually, the flow started to happen because I wasn't, I had, I had removed the debris, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that debris was, again, the social conditioning. That's what it was. I was taught that, you know, money is the root of all evil and that money is, um, money's, money's a tool. That's what it is. It's a tool. And when you understand it and not saying that I understand it, but when you start seeing it as a tool and not as like this source of suffering then it kind of changes things. It changes your energetic relationship to it, right? Yeah. No, I I love what you said. Um, and, <laughs> yes, and, yes, and um, I think that these these conversations about money are important too because we do, there there is like kind of a love hate relationship with it and it depends on if you feel like you're going to be getting it or if you feel like you're always like i find that when i personally was very stressed about finances it was also at a time that i personally didn't feel like i was good enough smart enough able enough mm-hmm. to do things that would then give me the money i was in the mindset of well, that's not going to happen because I only have my GED and I'm not a college graduate. That's not going to happen to me because, um, you know, the jobs that I get, they're not going to pay me enough. Oh, my boss would never give me that raise. Mm -hmm. And the mindset shift for me was putting my energy towards things that I felt were going to fulfill my purpose and in researching things and learning things in a different way about myself and about what life could be. And that's when finances started coming in is not focusing on that because I'm so focused on doing the things that like, I feel quote unquote called to like do with my purpose. Right. Right. 
you could take it further. Like you're just scratching the surface. No, no, no. I'm saying that you can oh. take this further. Absolutely. Um, it's that definitely is a yes. And situation there. Um, okay. I want to thank oh, me. Yes. I want to thank the Academy. I know, right? <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay. Hmm. I don't think that, that I think that witches can be more witches about things like finances and things like that, <laughs> because I think that we, a lot of us separate it. Like we think that uh, financial abundance, let's talk about money specifically, money that first of all, we focus our attention on like money instead of what you're really wanting right and what are you really wanting um a life of ease i want to be comfortable right and so yes you know you hear the whole like be specific when you're doing spell work right be specific but it's not what people think that means um being specific doesn't necessarily mean I want a red car that, you know, has, right. <laughs> you know, uh, I want a blue house with shutters in the woods. That's not being specific. Um, that's not what specific means to me, like magically. Um, and when I'm doing spell crafts, I work with feeling signatures, right? I'm a deeply feeling person. I am very fucking familiar with, with feelings, right? So I use that in my magic. And so when I'm doing manifestation work, I do that shadow work first, right? You figure out what is in the way, what is, what is keeping me from doing this thing in the first place? What belief is there that's hanging me up? Um, and then once I identify that and start working on that part of myself, I can then do the, the actual spell work. And when I'm doing that spell work, that's the, by the way, the shadow work is the release that we talk yeah. about releasing what no longer serves you. People don't anyway. Um, so and then they bring that into their spell work, but we don't have to go there if we don't want to. Well, if you if you don't do that release work, then how do you know what you really need? Like, how are you going to what are you doing your spellcraft for? Right. you got to release what isn't that no longer serves you so that you can see what you need. Right. So that you can be specific in the way that like magic works for you and holding the feeling signature of what you're wanting. So I want to be comfortable. Right. Um, what does that feel like? And allow yourself to actually feel what comfort feels like or the closest you can get to comfort, right? Because not a lot of us, not all of us have felt a lot of comfort, but the closest you can imagine to what comfort feels like and hold that as much as you can. Like the if you can start your day in the morning drinking coffee and be like, okay, now is when I'm going to allow myself to feel comfort. This is my manifestation energy. What you're doing is creating a beacon for that specific feeling signature to come to you. And if you start your day with that feeling signature, you're, you're lighting up that beacon all day. And it gets you into that 
perspective to see, to be looking for how your life is going to start showing up for you and how your magic is going to show up for you. Because when we narrow our view too much and we're looking for that, you know, house with the fucking shutters, we miss the cool ass log cabin with the fucking boat ramp and shit, right? Because we're looking for something else. So open it up to the feeling signature and start pulling that in instead. And that just like is that little tweak is when that's how you give your guides and your life opportunity to surprise and delight you. Yes. And there's also different ways for you to do this, like envisioning and manifesting mm -hmm. outside of spell work too. Um, for me, I love guided meditations. They're amazing. Um, there was this one time that I did a inner child thing in the bathtub and I got so fucking scared. It's the only time that it's ever happened, but I was, and now like, I feel like totally like guides, like being able to speak to me. Right. Because I'm like, I'm in here doing the work, but it's mm -hmm. like, imagine yourself like as a child, whatever you're looking in your eyes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm here. And then all of a sudden I've got this man yelling. And I was like, oh shit. And I got out of the tub and I turned it off and was like, fuck that. I don't like that at all. And I, to this day, that's one of the deepest experiences that I've had. And I've done, you know, shadow and child work and, and stuff after that. And I haven't had that same experience, but that one was just like enough to make me not want to like yeah. do a meditation for a long time. Um, and my guides haven't spoken to me that way since, right? Because mm -hmm. when, I don't know about how it is for you, but for me, the journey of understanding like the guides that I have in the way that there's communication, I'm very much somebody who I am a Gemini, right? I'm a communicator. Like I'm going to say, I want it to be this way. And like, if we're not going to communicate that way, then like, I won't have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I've learned how to have relationships with my guides in different ways where like, I want you to take me on that journey. I want to learn these lessons. I like, I'll go through anything, but you don't have to scare the shit out of me or be like super dramatic about the way that you do things because I'll just not talk to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that that has changed things for me. Yeah. Boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries. are important, right? And boundaries are terms of engagement and you establish these boundaries with your system and your team, right? Yeah. You got to communicate those things. Um, <laughs> uh, that one hit, oh, I, okay. Sorry. I tell me I do a lot of channeling. Are you sure you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, no, do it. Okay. So that is a, that's a significant, uh, like experience for you that that little interaction that you had there yeah. and um sometimes those like significant and scary situations are our guides knowing us so well that they do that so that it sticks it and you come back to it when you're ready right because you will come back to it 
because it stuck. Like you had that experience. And I have found that people's guides are like this when they are very fucking stubborn. And when (laughs) they, yeah, I know, I know I'm super calling you out. Um, Or when, um, when there's a wound there that really needs your attention. Yeah. And so I, it was absolutely a wound. It was like having so having the the podcast and hearing everybody everything that everybody's went through, right? Mm-hmm. I am constantly in a state where I'm having to relive things that I've gone through too. And I'm empathizing with what you've gone through. I take those emotions, but then I also had been mixing my emotion in with that because I'm empathizing with you. I see what you're going through. And I didn't recognize that that was happening. And I also didn't have a way that I was filtering through that and disconnecting myself or protecting myself or, or anything. And a lot of childhood stuff was coming up that I wasn't addressing and didn't think that it was necessary because, but look what, where I am with all these other things. And so that's absolutely why that happened. I just like, don't fuck with me like that because I don't like it. Right. Right. Yeah, no, (laughs) totally. It is super duper unsettling, but sometimes it's like, well, let's be, let's be real here. (laughs) That's, it's how we get our attention. But again, and again, with the whole intuitive thing, I love that you brought up the inner child work too, because this uh, ritual rave is we are having everyone come dressed in a costume that their child self would have thought was like the best fucking thing in the whole world. Oh like we are giving our inner children that Cinderella moment and showing up to the the class costume contest and fucking taking the cake that's what we're doing with that and it's important it comes into play and it make it'll make sense in the workshop why it'll be really interesting to watch the live stream of seeing how people came dressed because like for me instantly in my mind I'm like oh like I was totally into like like goth rocker like whatever chicks and like I could also see people being like, I was super into fairies and coming dressed right. as like the tooth fairy. You know what I mean? Totally. That's <laughs> why I, I was a costume designer for, I was a professional fairy godmother for like a decade. And so themed parties. And that's what I did when I was doing the community uh, housing too, is we would have these big themed parties every once a month and have like hundreds of people show up to a fucking house in the middle of Portland. and in these, like I've done like pirates versus ninjas parties. I did a German sparkle party that was fucking amazing and people showing up like that. Anyway, super side quest. But so these costumed, they're going to be a lot of those at the resource center because most witches are neurodivergent and yep. super duper creative. And we love a good fucking costume party. We love a good theme party. And, uh, we're going to start gathering as witches like that's that is what bright and dark is doing now uh our goal is to to have quarterly public or quarterly events where we can actually 
come together and get that physical in-person support uh, because we we have the whole sanctuary community online and we talk like every day the the courtyard um we have a big online again online community there's a courtyard courtyard has a cafe in there and people just hang out in the cafe like all day long you want to have coffee and meditate with some witches and do some tarot before work they're doing it they're hanging out in there doing their makeup together before work all over the world um they are bookending their danger rush moments right a danger rush moment is when you are breaking out of your social conditioning intentionally it would be like wearing a onesie to target you know i'm fucking down with that but i wasn't always down with that that was like an embarrassing thing for a while and it makes your body feel like it's in danger so what we would do is or do it the your body the feel like it's in danger right because it's it. your body it's it's a belief that's making you go into fight or flight and the belief it. that you're going to be mocked or whatever for wearing a onesie at target and uh, it takes practice to get your body to you know to change that core belief and not go into fight or flight for wearing pajamas out in public you know what i mean um anyway totally lost what i was doing Lovely. you were you were you were talking i um, sure was <laughs> i was getting it i was I totally getting it. it listen i the thing about it is that I'm stoned and I was with you. Everything you talked about, I absorbed it. I understood it. Repeating it back to you. I can't do it. I know. It's cool. <laughs> That's good. I, um, so in the reason we're doing inner child work is yeah. that is the like energy of March. We call it the tender moon at, at the, at the resource center. And that's when we do inner child work. And so, um, oh yeah, the other cool thing is when you buy a ticket to the Convergence, you get into the Discord and you start to build relationships with the other witches that are going to the Convergence oh, the that's whole cool. time. And we're doing our costumes together. There's actually, that's what we're talking about right now is all of us are are making our costumes and we're jumping on this is you know, so calls dope. and shit. Dude, we do this is the our life. Like this is what it's like in the sanctuary community. And we're wanting to give people a taste of that. And so yeah. And that's cool. Right, right. And what I think a firsthand experience is is important. Another, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Because we're all fucking neurodivergent. The workshop is set up for neurodivergent minds, meaning we got fidget toys. We got shit to do. We got We have a coloring book that is being made for this event by a magical practitioner who specializes in sigil work and literally like... Uh, I've never wanted to be on the East Coast more because I want to be doing this so bad. This is we, so cool. Yeah. Well, th that's just like, that's just, just that event. Again, the event is a reflection of what we got going on right. all of the time. And the only so reason how do people get it, how do people become a part of like that community? Like, can you, community? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you let people know like what the steps are for like, how does it go if they do contact you and like, what's that like for them? Okay. So, um, you, you go to the website, website, (laughs) uh, and it's a foundations program is how to get initiated into the sanctuary community. And the reason is, uh, so the foundations program is an introduction to deconstructing your social conditioning, um, and doing your shadow work and really aligning with your authentic self, the community, the established community helps you do that. So you get exposed and supported by the exposed, (laughs) exposed Uh to and supported by the sanctuary community while you are doing this work. And then you have the option if you want to initiate into the sanctuary community and start like building your practice, however it is that you're wanting to do, then you have that option to do that. But any time you're in any kind of program at the resource center, you get that access. Um, The reason we require (laughs) this deconstruction before uh, um, deep involvement in the community is because we take that dominion-based perspective in such subtle ways that um it caught it literally creates division that's why you get the like catty behavior in a lot of like online groups um that's why you get a lot of the shit that you're like man i fucking left the church because i didn't want to deal with this you know gossip bullshit um it's because that that's why that exists and so by establishing communication, establishing that connection and being able to model, this is what connection-based magic looks like. This is what a connection-based perspective looks like. Um, then they're, they're able to do that. So yeah, you could get immediately have access to the sanctuary community. As soon as you join the program, the witches just swoop in and are like, Hey, how can we help you? And it's I love it. Great. Yeah. It's really cool. I am going to be putting, um, I'm going to get all the links, the site info from you, and I'm going to be putting it into the description of your episode. And then um, I always put like your social medias and I always encourage everybody to go and follow the guests that we have on um, so that they can have access to that live stream so that they can connect with you in all the ways. Um, When is the... um, the Salem event happening. It is on March 25th in Salem, Massachusetts at the Salem Waterfront Hotel. And we have a huge, this is a fully produced rave, by the way. Like this isn't a, you know, DJ with a little fucking can light trying to do <laughs> do their thing in like the hotel. No, this is like Magic Land and Entertainment is producing the whole rave and there's dj and lights and the whole thing so we don't fuck around yeah we're doing this (laughs) yeah we are yeah i'm so fucking excited about this um i'm excited to let everybody know about the event too i'll go on and Mm -hmm. um i know that you've posted details and stuff so i'll go on and i'll share that Mm -hmm. and um 
I might even drop this video a little bit early on the Patreon mm -hmm. so that people get the opportunity to have more time to prepare that are on Patreon. We'll make it like a VIP thing for them. And then I'll drop the episode later. Here. Sounds great. Sweet. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming back on. I will definitely have you on in the future because I feel like we could just be talking for days and hours about yeah. so many different things. Um, I definitely am going to be connecting with you after um, we're done too. Um, and just thank you so much for sharing your energy with me and with everybody listening. Absolutely. Thank you, Gemini. Have a great rest of the day. You Bye. too. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.